0: Now Carl Olsner with the gesture toward Milan Lucic. It's all there forever. you got
1: to be careful because if you poke the bear, your head might end up being a bowling ball someday. By the way, everybody's stealing that line. Have you noticed that lately? Poke the bear? I heard that a lot over the weekend. And NBC was doing the games. They're stealing that line. Time for us to check in with our buddy Jack Edwards, sponsored by Precision Fitness Equipment Shop. Where a shop where the pros do visit PrecisionFitnessEquipment.com for a store near you and buy sales pizza. If you're going to carry out, why not pick up the biggest, the freshest, the tastiest pizza around? Sales pizza. Now that's a slice. And by Reed's Ferry sheds. If it says Reed's Ferry, uh, you got a good one. Jack Edwards joins us live on the phone lines right now. You noticed they're using that line, the poke of the bear line uh, a lot, Jack.
0: You know. Uh, everybody borrows from everybody else, and and that's fine. I don't have any problem with it as long as they also borrow Sagan and Luchic and pronounce them correctly. Yeah, they're getting that... just yeah. driving me absolutely nuts that they're mispronouncing those two guys' names. But You, know, you don't like
1: that from the doctor calling him Lou Cheech?
0: You know what? Lou sen- I sent an email to the executive producer of NBC <laughs> Sports last year during the Stanley Cup final, and he just blew me off. So, whatever. You know, it's on them.
1: Yeah, you've been blown off by bigger than that. Are you yeah.
0: Well, you know, it's just – it's arrogant. It's yeah. arrogant. Because, you know, if you go up and you ask the guys how they want to pronounce their he's names, worth, he's they'll he's tell really, you right to your face. Right, right, right to your face. Just do your work. You know? I'm, not sure,
1: hey, you I'm got- not sure Claude gets it right either, by the way. But, but uh, uh, you know
0: what? You know what? Every single coach in the NHL has this habit of mispronouncing his own players' names, and that's the old saying: don't get the pronunciations from the head coach because he doesn't know them. So it's you know he's got more important stuff to do with, like X's and O's. Uh, I'll, I'll give him a free pass on that one. Right, are
1: you going to incorporate "drive" into your uh, <laughs> play-by-play next year?
0: <laughs> you know what? Uh, I use that one, and it's Bob Wilson's. Uh, that's where that's it where is. I first heard it, yep. and. Uh, You know, I wish I had his pipes, but uh, you know, he was one of the all-time, all-time greats, and uh, certainly the most inspirational guy to me.
1: All right, let's talk about this series so far for the Bruins, and we were talking about it earlier. I think there there are moments where they play great, and other moments where they almost seem to take time off, where they're not engaged into what's going on there. Jack, do you see that?
0: It seems that. uh, they're extra careful when there are certain guys on the ice, and those certain guys have uh, expanded from just the subset of Alex Ovechkin to Alex Ovechkin and Nicholas Backstrom and Marcus Johansson and sometimes Brooks-like. It's something you have to respect against Washington, especially when they play the rope-a-dope style that they play. The Caps, especially when they can get a lead, have this habit of uh, sort of building a hardened bunker around Braden Holtby. And if they get ahead in a game, um, they can just try to, they can attempt to shut you down. And, you know, it doesn't always work, but I, I think that, uh, that that extra caution against getting caught in an odd man rush against you or giving up an early goal or giving up a, a goal in a tight situation um, probably compromises the Bruins' flow a little bit. And, you know, full marks to Washington. There are two teams playing here, and the Caps have executed to a T uh, to force this thing to seven.
1: Do you think the Bruins saw this coming from Washington? I know a lot of commentators and, uh, and pundits didn't. Bruins in five, Bruins in six. I don't think many people uh, had a seven-game series. How about the Bruins? What do you think?
0: Well, I had the Bruins in six in this series, and the reason I had them in six is because I thought they'd do better at home than they have. You know, one and two at TD Garden is not exactly something to thump your chest about. Um Washington is a tough team. Most people thought that either goaltending or structure or both were going to break down. But the Caps' structure has been sensational. They have come out from Game 1 when they had the Bruins playing the way they wanted. The Caps wanted to play. Uh, how many odd-man rushes have the Bruins had you know that Sagan game winner in overtime was such the anomaly; it's not even funny. Uh, you know how many open chances has a Bruins forward had against Braden Holtby to deke him, to wait, and then he goes down and then fire it toward the net. You know the the Bruins odd man rushes in this series you could count on both hands, and they've played six games. So again, full marks to the Caps for that. Um, I don't think many people saw Washington keeping that kind of structural integrity and getting the goalkeeping. Uh, for this many games. But they have. That's hockey. That's the way it goes. Ask the Vancouver Canucks if they expected Jonathan Quick to be as good as he was. They're they're done. They're reaching for the suntan lotion. Yeah,
1: And he's been great. Talking about goaltending, Tim Thomas. Uh, He's been good, Jack. But has he been at that level that we saw last year during the playoffs?
0: Not even close. And that's not to say that he's been bad. He just hasn't been the superstar that he was during the playoffs last year. Let's not forget that Vancouver led the National Hockey League in goals scored last year. That Vancouver was, if you will, as like secretariat running the negative splits to win the Kentucky Derby, right? It was uh, seven games in the first round, six games in the second round, five games in the third round, and everybody was thinking, okay, they're going to make it four in the Stanley Cup final against the Bruins, and then Tim Thomas against that team held them to eight goals in seven games. Never going to happen again, and it's not happening this year. Uh, he has let in some soft goals. He's not the kind of guy to throw himself under the wheels of the bus and say, I should have had that one. I I haven't heard him say that yet, and I don't think we're ever going to hear him say that because it's not in his personality to do it. Um, Everybody knows that uh, there are goals that he probably stops last year and that elite goalies get 99.9% of the time. All that really matters is that Thomas is totally focused and stands on his head when he has to on Wednesday night at TD Garden. That's the most important thing. But you're right, Glenn, he's not been – um, yeah, he, above everybody else goalie that he was last year.
1: You know what he's made some great saves in this series. On the other hand, the uh, the Troy Brower goal in game five on Saturday, he stops that a year ago. the Knubel goal. he stops that a year ago. Uh, to me, he's he's letting some in that you just would never have seen him let in a year ago. It's not to say that he's not making some great saves and keeping them at times in the in the game. But there's some soft stuff that you sit there and say, the guy that we saw last year would never have done that.
0: Yeah, the Canubra goal sort of reminded me about uh, what, what Tampa Bay kept doing, which was to throw the puck at the goal or even behind the goal and go weak side on him because Timmy is such an aggressive goaltender. He comes off his line so hard to confront the shooter that, by necessity by breaking that angle down if you can get off that angle you're going to have an open side of the goal i mean, we saw adam hall score a goal against the bruins at td garden that was i don't know what it felt like it was about a buck 15 into the game in uh, in a playoff game i think it was game five uh, last year um in the eastern conference final but uh that was what the canoble goal was like for me um you know the backstrom goal in overtime the uh uh, the Brower goal that was, uh, you know, wide of the dot, or at least yep. it seemed that way. Right. Uh, those are the ones that are a little bit more bothersome. But uh, stuff happens in hockey. It's a weird game. There's a high degree of chaos, and if a goalie loses track of the puck for a tenth of a second, it can make the difference in a series in a season. So that's that's what we're down to. You know, I've already gone through two portable defibrillators, and I'm bringing a third one to the garden on Wednesday night.
1: Well, I was going to ask you about that, not the defibrillators, about- but uh ask you about game seven is there any reason we should believe that game seven will be any different from what we've seen in these first six another overtime game another one goal game is that what you expect in game seven
0: well let's dial it back to the last game seven the bruins played they had had a heck of a time scoring goals in vancouver and they won the game 4-0. One of them was an empty netter but uh you know still even three zero i think would have been a surprise to most people uh The Bruins will play very structured defense. Washington will try to uh, play very structured defense. Uh, The the track record of most seventh games of teams that are uh, based this way is that they're very conservative in the first few shifts. Nobody wants to get caught making the first mistake, or any mistake for that matter. Uh, maybe we get as lucky as the Tampa Bay uh, Eastern Conference final seventh game where there were no penalties called. They let the players decide it, and it was just an unbelievable hockey game, and both goalies stood on their heads. Um, but, you, you know, the the more game sevens we see, Michael, it, it, it seems to me that they are almost random events, that they are, they defy predictability. They go to the extreme that something is going to happen that you've never seen before. And that might be subtle or it might be massive. But uh, one of my favorite song lyrics is, be prepared to be surprised. And uh, that's what we got for us on uh, on Wednesday
1: night. I'm not sure, though, it's going to be any different than what we've seen through the first six games. They're all one-goal games. Uh, We've had numerous overtime games. And for 28 seconds and only 28 seconds, one of these teams, in this case it was the Caps, had a two-goal lead for 28 seconds. That was yeah. it. Yeah, it's well, unbelievable.
0: You're you're absolutely right, and that's what history tells us, but <laughs> it's going to be that way unless it isn't.
1: <laughs> and can, I I mean, write the, can I write that down and use that? Yeah, right. It's like,
0: yeah. You know, it's like Bruce Hurst. You know, he could throw a, a two-hitter or he could, uh, you know, give up seven runs and still win, and you'd talk to him at his dressing stall after a game, he'd say, well, that's baseball.
1: <laughs> All right, who's, who's, who's the artist, by the way? Be prepared to be surprised.
0: Uh, you know, you remember you remember the film Dan in Real Life, which took place in Rhode Island. It was a Steve Carell film. I do. I do, yeah. Uh, well, the the uh, composer of the soundtrack, a guy named Sandre Lurke, a Norwegian uh, folk singer, uh, who's a terrific guitarist. I've seen him a couple times in Northampton, Massachusetts. And, uh that's that's his song lyric, be prepared to be surprised.
1: We'll have to look him up. All right, bud, you're going to be here in studio Wednesday before Game 7 from 3 to 5. We'll see you then.
0: You betcha. I'm going to do a flyby tomorrow, so I might stop in for 10 minutes. Oh,
1: good. Stop in. All right, good. We'll right, be here. Thanks, Jack. All right, Jack. See you. Jack Edwards. Doesn't surprise me that Jack's into Norwegian folk music. Matter of <laughs> fact, if you were to tell me what, uh, what uh, genre of music that Jack would be into and you had Norwegian folk music up on the board, I'd select it.